Nikonja tasiezi karanga Uwe hae shagala bagala Niko tayari kulipa garama Sitasimama maufu ya kitawala Sitasimama maufu ya kitawala Ufisadi ubinafsi ukabila Kuuza sura watakikuza zera Undugu nikufaana Sitasimama maufu ya kitawala Sitasimama maufu ya kitawala Good morning everyone, welcome to the G-Spot, the Good Spot, the Great Spot, the Gram Spots where all the G's meet. So today our 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 discussion today is gonna be about alcoholism in the in the country, Kenya in general. That's why I've titled it the alcohol. So what basically is alcoholism? Alcoholism alcoholism is a condition where one cannot control his or her urge to consume alcohol despite the negative consequences it will have on their personal life. It is that urge that you can't resist alcohol no matter how much it's messing you up. According to a study done by Lancet, alcohol has been classed as an essential commodity or product in the country over the last two years, especially during the pandemic. Lancet is an internationally recognized medical research magazine. and They did research and say that, you know, in Kenya, alcohol is more of a an essential product an essential product is something similar to sugar for example or uh, salt in your homes i think every home has salt so they have classified it to be an equivalent of an essential product in our country globally alcohol consumption has contributed to 3.3 million deaths and 5.1 percent disability adjusted life years okay so as I was doing this research, I learned a new term, disability-adjusted life years. Well, what, what is disability-adjusted life years? These are the number, the number of years that have been lost due to illness, disability, or, or early death as a result of, in this case, alcohol consumption. So, surprisingly, in Kenya, this disability-adjusted life years is estimated to be about 54,000 years. What does, that, what does this mean, guys? 54,000 years of Kenyans has been lost due to illness, disability, or early death just because of alcohol consumption. It means more than these are 54,000 years that have been lost of young people. It means so many young, so many parents have outlived their young children. So many mothers I've seen, they've buried their, their, their sons and daughters just because of this alcohol. And I don't, today I decided to do this, to have this conversation about alcoholism because I've realized it is, it is becoming a norm in our country. Drinking is just becoming so common. People are being pressurized to be involved in it. But you guys we really need to, need to realize that alcoholism is such a big mess that you shouldn't even think about stepping into it. And if you have, you should be daydreaming and focusing yourself on how you're going to retrieve yourself from that deep hole that you're in. Imagine 54,000 years cumulatively just have been lost. 
take a moment and internalize this. How many parents do you think have buried, have buried their sons, have buried their, 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 their daughters, have been dealing with medical conditions of young people who are supposed to be energetic, who are supposed to be taking care of them? Yeah. Think about that. In Kenya, this is a very interesting fact here. In Kenya, the alcohol alcohol use disorder is close to 6%. 6%. 6%. means 3 million Kenyans actually are alcohol addicts. And 10% of Kenyans between the ages of 15 to 65 have become addicted to alcohol. And 3 million, as you said, 3 million suffer from alcohol addiction. Guys, we are in a, in a country where the population is estimated to be around 50 million, right? So 50 million is our estimates, the number of people in our country, right? Out of three, out of these 50 million, let's say, you know, the young people are, we have more young people than adults. So let's say, um, let's just say like half, 25. 25 are people who are below the age of, this age of, um, this age of 15, let's say, 25 million are below the age of 15. What does this mean? 25. 3 over 25 means 3 over 25 of the population is addicted to alcohol. We're not ready to have this conversation, of course. So, um, according to the same magazine, Lancet, there's a thing about substance use disorder. How is the country, how are we dealing with this? How is the country dealing with uh, this disorder and the research claims that the country's mental health workforce remains understaffed this is this is a disorder it needs to be to be dealt with from a med from a medical point of view right but sadly the claim is that the country's mental health workforce is greatly understaffed with only one psychiatrist for every half a million Ken Kenyans think about this reflect we have only one person to deal with 500,000 people with regard to things like substance use disorder. That means that less than 1% of the country's health services is delivering mental health services so as to help guys who are, who are struggling with sub substance abuse and disorder so that they can get out of the deep hole they are in. Another thing I'd like to mention is this. You guys, alcohol is a depressant, right? But contrary to common belief, um, society puts it that, that alcohol makes you feel happier. It makes you feel more relaxed. Now that I'm stressed, let me go drink. I'll feel better, right? But guys, listen to this. Alcohol is a depressant. The more you drink it, the more miserable you become when you're sober. You understand this? Let me repeat. Alcohol is a depressant, right? It gives you that feeling of euphoria for a very short time. Probably two, three, four hours at maximum. But the more you drink it, the more you become miserable when you become sober. So it works. It's, it's like a seesaw, yeah? I drink it, I feel nice for a few hours. But after that, the misery that comes, you're going to be so low, 
is going to set you up in a pathway of misery, hopelessness, reinforced by rejection and failures. It gives you that feeling of hopelessness. It gives you that feeling of misery. You feel rejected by society. You, you, are, you are continuously reminded of your failures. And this is how people get driven so deep, so dark into alcoholism to a point they cannot even walk out of it anymore. So guys, right now I'm just stating facts, things that are written. I'm going to give you guys a chance to listen to a, a true story and it's a lengthy one. So take time and just listen and internalize. This is a story about some young man who was in campus, University of Nairobi, very pronounced skill. One of the best performance, performance in the country during his time. But right now where he is, trust me, I would not want anyone of the people who are listening to this episode of today to just think that low. So guys, just listen, draw lessons from this. This is just a learning lesson. This is a place where we come and understand the world as it is from a very in-depth angle. So take time, listen and process this and then I'm going to come back and reflect on it. Okay, I went to a primary school locally called Wamagana Primary School. Mm, from class one to stand eight, I was never number two. Mm. Okay, in Yeri High School, I was number one. In okay, in Yeri District, it used to be called Yeri District. What is called Yeri County now? I was still the first one. Uh, National was number seventeen. Uh, I had no problem. Mm. I got an A of. 83 out of the maximum possible of 84 points. So I wanted to be a doctor. I was working very hard towards that goal. Mm. And fortunately, I performed well. I got admitted to University of Nairobi for a course in Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery. Started doing very well. That first year, I was not drinking much. But when I thought that I had passed first year, the people see that it's very hard because we are doing anatomy, biochemistry, and physiology. They are known to be very hard subjects. So when I passed, I went to second year. It was an easy, very easy year. I started drinking very, very much. But I still passed. I went to that year. That's where problems started. That's when the university introduced, as in, if you don't attend more than two-thirds of the classes, you won't be given exams. For the first, in that year, the last first year, I was not given the exam. Where were you hmm? when you were supposed to be in class? Where were you? I was in bus. Like I had a, a very bad clique of guys who were just thinking about drinking. Some rich guys. But me, I didn't have that much money. But I joined that clique. So we used to go to traffic headquarters in Nairobi area. There's a canteen there that operates 24 hours. Instead of going to class, that's where we were going. That's when I decided I'll never go back to med school. I started looking for jobs, yeah? but the only certificate I had was the form certificate. No, I, I, my prospective employers, I showed them my home for certificate. You had passed me, where do you go after this? I told them I'm, I'm a university dropout. They are saying, no, 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 
we can't hire you. So I got very depressed. Continued drinking more, continued drinking more, went back to construction sites, continued my habit of imbibing. So accessing alcohol was very easy. Mm. But the society, everyone is saying this is a failure, this is a failure. So I, I didn't even have friends. Mm. Everyone was saying that I'm a failure. This is a guy we were looking forward to. Our children were supposed to be like him, but now he's a failure. Then after some time, I think after three years, that's when I went back now. Back to fourth year. Okay, that was given the exam that I passed. Then I went to fifth year. Mm. When I went to fifth year, Okay, I tried to behave in the first semester, but after the first semester, I resumed my drinking habits. And towards the end of the year, I had not even studied enough to qualify. Okay, or not even being denied the exam, I was not feeling that I had studied enough. So I didn't even go to the exa ex exam room. Mm. Then the they registered me again and that time that's when I, I came to the current DC and I tried to talk to him and he gave me a letter to go back I was readmitted but still that year when I was readmitted I still did the exam so up to date hmm? mm, you have to go back I have to go back to fifth year do the whole year and hopefully, hopefully qualify. I'm very hopeful that I'll be like them one day. So guys, that's, that's a true story about a true person, human being just like you and me, even a better human being than us. So this is one guy who's so smart, so intelligent, he was born different, but so easy to make, create a bump in your in your road to your destiny through just small small practices that ruin your life in the long run in this case it's alcohol so you guys have heard this story you are someone who's probably gifted than most of us but you know trying to say that you know they, they usually say that um, if you do not learn from the mistakes of others, then life puts you in a position whereby you have to learn from your own mistakes. He's faltered in his way, he's rediscovering himself. But you guys who are still not, who've not still got, who, who've not gone to the depths that he's been, please, learn something from that. Teach yourself discipline. It is easier to stop by your own self, or it's easier rather never to start than trying to stop. Stopping is hard. So it's easier not to even start. So how do people become alcoholics? Let's look at this. What are some of the factors that lead to people become al becoming alcoholic? One is personal choice. They need to try it. They, they want to try it. You decide you want to. You make a choice. A very pathetic choice by that. Because definitely won't lead you to such a bad place. Another factor is family history. You know, we've seen fa we've seen families whereby um, you see a, a dad, especially these modern fathers, on Sundays especially, when a father 
the dad is taking his child out, right? So um, squeezing the bars and clubs have designed their, their, their structures in such a way that they've created places where children play while the parents continue their merrymaking. So you as a dad, you've got into your car, you've headed to some club in Westlands, that club has a playground for kids down there so that they distract you and convince you that you are a good parent despite of what you're doing. You order your drinks and then you're like, baby, go, go and play. Your kid goes playing, right? And you as a father, you continue drinking with your buddies, right? After some time, your kid comes, eh? you are getting there, you are tipsy, tipsy. And he's like, daddy, and you as the idiot of a father that you are, you give that to your child. What happens? Your child sees you drunk. He gets used to seeing a drunk father. You go home drunk, smelling liquor. And your child will see, ah, kumbe, kulewa is not bad. It's actually a good thing. I don't want to try it when I grow up. You integrate a history of drinking into your family in such a way that you, your child, your child's child, and their child become drunkards. Just because of a simple thing that you did, exposing your child to this alcohol. Another reason is peer pressure. This is more common, especially in university. And according to statistics, I always reinforce on this, my, um, the greatest percentage of the listeners to this podcast are guys between the ages of 18 to 22. And I think this age bracket consists of people in university or in higher levels of education, I'd say. So my drama, peer pressure, we know this peer pressure in campus. That pressure to be like everyone else, to do what everyone is doing, to be involved, to feel at home, you know, to feel one with the crowd. The crowd mentality. And once you start because of pressure from your friends, well, you never know how deep you'll go. But just have the moral standard of saying no. And then maybe you've I'm assuming that you've never tried it. If you've never, please, no matter how much the pressure gets onto you, just, just stay away from it. Keep away from alcohol if you haven't. And if you have, it's about time you redeem yourself. Another reason is the availability of alcohol. When you're walking through your amtas, one thing you realize is this liquor dance have become so many, even more than the churches we have. With it, a mere 50 meters, because either a cadepo or a small wine and spirits, like alcohol has become so cheap and available to the common one that it's so easy to get it. And then, one other factor is the aggressive marketing of alcohol manufacturers and companies. Busy Kerocha is investing one if they are going to do a product promo, eh? the likes of uh, Captain Morgan, all those brands. I'm sorry, I'm, I have to mention this, but. All these brands are aggressively marketing their products in the market. Squeezy, billboard ya kanisa nindogo, lakini ya pombe. A hundred by a hundred. A huge billboard. Just to advertise this killer drug. This drug that is messing the futures of so many young Kenyans. That is, that is the current, that is the world we live in. And the problem is, with alcohol, the deeper you get into it, the harder it becomes to get out. Some of the effects 
that people experience whenever they want to stop the withdrawal symptoms you become so irritable irritable as in irritability is a condition whereby you get mad all of a sudden you want to fight them you know leads to anxiety you're so anxious it leads to things like depression you become restless this nauseousness and sweating unapata mtu ukimsambili asubuhi ameloa maji mgongo unaangalia hivi unaona tu a big patch of sweat over there they just can't function without the liquor in severe conditions it leads to things like fever seizures unapata mtu ndio huyo amefikwa na kifafa bwana ameanguka hapo is shaking like nobody's business it's like he's epileptic he's experiencing hallucinations during the day you can't sleep at night because you see demons chasing you. Unaenda kufunga macho hivi kama hujalewa. Hey bwana, unaona your old grandfather is coming after you with a machete. Just because you've gone so deep into this liquor, you can't live without it. Alcoholism is when it's one thing whose effects is always outweigh the short-term good feeling. The effects are so detrimental. That is the word I'd use. This is something that ruins lives. It affects your coping mechanisms this is this is the thing that leads to things like gender based violence you do, you start fighting your spouses and, and your parents at home huh? you avoid your friends those those sober friends of yours who discourage you from drinking you get into things like stealing so that you can just get that little money to go get drunk hmm? you're thinking into depression and denial don't you think that the, the, the effects of this thing outweigh the, the benefits? It leads to things like mobility. Mobility is, is that need, that need to die. You become so morbid, like you, you think death is something that you can actually embrace. It leads to disability. Ask me how it leads to disability. A story is told, and this is a very interesting one. Let me tell you a short story about this guy. Of how he quit alcohol. Let me just mention it as a by the way. So a story is told. I'll just mention this in a language you can all, you know, feel. There's a guy. Alikuwa so much into alcohol years ago. So the local chief alikuwa mejaribu kusaidia umjama. Every week he finds him in Amtaro. Ampeleka kuwake. Akambia bibiyake. Sasa miye won't be doing this anymore. Whenever you get... Whenever he doesn't come home, just go ravaging through the, the sewers and find your man. Because I can't do it anymore. So the wife did that for like three years. On a daily, you just go look for this guy. Ikifika point, eh? Okay, the wife was like, no, I can't keep doing this. She went to the, she went to the chief. I chief. I've tried my best, but this guy, I think... You have a social responsibility over him, although I'm the wife. And you are a man just like he is. Go fix him. So the chief was a very prayerful man. Kaina mbele ya mungu wakambia God, maze, nifungue macho, niambia vile interrecognition kiyana. So one night, as he's doing his usual patrol with his officers, akapata the guy kwa mtaro. He told the officers, sanyaji, put this guy in the, the back of our car. I want us to take him to a place he's never been before. So they took him. There was a local mortuary in Ilikuwaabo. So they put him next to all the those cadavers that have been involved in grisly accidents. Wakampanga wakampanga wakamweka katikati wakamwacha hapo. 
around uh, 3 am this guy sobered up akashtuka eh is nashuka bwana akafungua macho akaangalia left akaangalia right anaona people who been dismembered who been torn into pieces faces have been disfigured eh akaamka akajiguza uzo kwanza akajigusa akajigusa then he asked himself kwani kwani nimesha then as he was looking around a motor attendant akaingia the motor attendant wasn't aware that there was a person who wasn't there that had been put there so she was a young woman of course aka scream akapiga nduru uwe uwe this guy was shocked he was surprised kwani he died and he had come back to life so he stood up and started running himself so She was, he was running after this lady this lady is screaming he is also scared so the time he got home and cleaned himself up man never went back to drinking again you don't have to be taken to such limits so that you can stop one learn learn bana so let's continue something small about um, some of the effects so we've seen things like disability disability occurs in cases whereby in a part of where as a man or a woman you're so drunk you can't even walk properly then it happens umekanyaga place vibao umevunjika mguu you are fucked for the rest of your life this is things like violence in gender based violence in marriages yeah you feel so miserable as a man so depressed that you want to take it out on your wife or your children which is a quite quite a disappointment leads to child neglect you don't want to take responsibility When man was created to be responsible to be a creator in his home to take care of his family if you can't do that how can you do it and you are high all the time it leads to chronic diseases like heart diseases liver cirrhosis cancer high blood pressure high cholesterol levels to a point where you are getting heart attacks hmm? it leads to increased cases of suicide murders this is something that i have mentioned in the previous episode whereby you find that one of the the key pushers of gender based violence is actually drug abuse leads to people killing their families unasikia mtu ameenda kuwaka amechinja kila mtu amejua yeye mwenyewe and one thing of what rather the most important thing that i'd mention is this the effect on your children children of alcoholics have an increased risk of having or developing violent behavior I think every one of us has a dream that one day they'll become very responsible parents who will give their children a better life than the ones they have been given because the essence of life is to keep upgrading if your parent left you at point z you're supposed to move to point y and your child moves to point whatever whatever we just keep improving but the moment you involve your, yourself in alcohol there's no way you can make a good parent your children will tend to develop violent behaviors they will perform poorly in class because they are being affected indirectly by your actions you become vulnerable to things like depression anxiety and low self esteem just think about this how do i walk to class every morning a child i'm walking to class naenda shule and then my dad the previous day he was the one who was shouting out there in the streets in the village anatusi watu he speed on himself He can't even have an understanding of where his home is he's just a reckless is something that i can't present i cannot be associated with as a child definitely i don't have low self esteem i feel isolated 
because the children be laughing at you ah babako hata anajitojolea bwana and that isn't the kind of parents i think all of us want to be no we have to do better we have to be better okay so as I, as i was doing more research into this i saw that there are some policies that have been implemented by the government such as reading of gardens right this is more common in rural areas where people take cheap alcohol that causes blindness asia mtu ame ame amekunywa pombe kidogo ndio anuliza nani amezima stima you think the lights have been been switched off but your eyes due to an intake of high levels of methanol you've already destroyed your eye socket you can't see the government is saying to talk to the youth yeah the youth the government is saying to set, set up things like youth funds to keep the youth busy because one of the reasons why people tend to involve themselves in alcoholism is lack of employment so you are too free you have too much time so no no so that's one thing chiefs are trying to have baraza so they can talk to these young people and discourage them and tell them there are better ways to be productive people in society the government tries to have games and crusade seminars to teach and discourage to keep people busy keep them away from liquor to be truth be told most of these things yes they have written down in books but this is theory is very theoretical in a practical setup at a way as, as you've been living in our country for this many years I wonder how many times you've been told by your chief to come so that we can talk to you about alcoholism. These things are in theory. They are not in practice. And to be honest, what is the best thing you can do for yourself? That is the question. The best thing you can do for yourself as a person is to stay away from liquor. It's going to be tough to do this admit, but you have to make that decisive choice to keep yourself away from it. So that you can become a better man, a better woman, a better wife, a better husband, a better father, a better mother, because that's the direction you are headed. And trust me, you can't be all these things as an alcoholic. How will you be a role model in a society? You see this young man complaining that society had placed so much hope in him, but now he's damned as a failure. How do you guys listen to real stories of real people and you still go drink? I'm not judging anyone. I'm trying to be realistic. I'm trying to be very sane. Hey bana, you guys, let's stop. If you're already involved, just stop. If you haven't, it's easier not to start than to stop. Before we finish, we're going to look at how the Bible approaches alcoholism. What does it really say? This is how I usually finish all my segments. It says we have to see what God thinks and how he thinks we should approach things like alcoholism and, and the likes drug abuse how does he think what what are his thoughts because this is the god's thoughts at the end of the day so his view must also be given so let's look at this let's look at the biblical biblical aspect of drug and substance abuse in relation to alcohol so our first verse is uh first corinthians chapter 10 verse 21 it says you cannot drink from the cup of the lord and the cup of demons too you cannot have a part in both the lord's table and the table of demons so this is just um how do i put it mm-hmm. 
Bible phrases he he puts metaphorically he, he refers it as drinking from the cup demons because alcohol alcohol most of the time is going to influence you into bad decisions that's to one of the things that i know is a fact is the fact that sexual immorality and alcohol go hand in hand here in otherwise sexual immorality nakulewa hand in hand ukitaka niweke in simple terms in hand hadi malaya na pombe hand in hand whether you are a man or a woman those two things they follow each other and the bible clearly states you cannot drink from the cup of the lord and then you want to choose in the cup of demons you have to choose one way proverbs chapter 20 verse 1 says wine is a mocker and beer a brawler whoever is led astray by them is not wise very true most of the time you guys come on with involved in drinking is a possibility it will tend to lead to violence there it leads to sexual immorality violence bad decisions these things go hand in hand the lord your god clearly tells you if you are christian and which i hope most of you are to stay away from this stuff and finally before i conclude my favorite verse this is the verse that my mom has read to me for so long and i'm going to share it with you proverbs chapter 31 verse 4 this is this is what it says it is not for kings o lemuel it is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drinks lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and and perverted and perverted the rights of the afflicted give strong drinks to the ones who to the one who is perishing and wine and wine to those in bitter distress Okay. This is this is what the Bible says and I believe that you as a person who God has brought into this world you've been given a responsibility you are either a king or a queen you've been given a kingdom to rule over there's a divine manifestation that has been placed in you so you are not a miserable person this you forget what your purpose is Yeah, we keep away from it. And I think all of you guys are so blessed. Listening to me is a blessing in itself because God has given you life this day. You are a king, you are a queen in your own stature. Stay away from alcohol, guys. Hakuna shortcut nyingine. Kama unataka ku to ruin your future if you want to bring a big bump, just go down that road. I don't want anyone to go that road. That's the essence of this podcast to educate you guys. That's it for today. Be blessed. Have a great great Tuesday. As we enjoy um the last day of our holiday, Eid, Eid Mubarak to our Muslim brothers. May they be blessed as they finish the holy month of Ramadan. So, as I conclude, I'm going to put the final parts of that interview by that exemplary young man who I hope one day is going to get back on track and is going to be one of the most successful doctors we have out there. So guys, have a great day. Applying to go back. And they told that you get back to me. So if I get that chance, I'll be very serious and get a job. My mother is very close to me. She has been very supportive. Okay, I've disappointed her, but she has been very supportive. 
So, what I would want to say to her, give me a second chance. If I get admitted, support me, let me finish my course. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. I did very bad when I meet my friends. They're doing very well. But me, I'm living in misery. Knowing very well that what drove me there is alcohol. 